Blog Talk Radio. listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. So it's my Amen, amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. I hope that um, you can hear me. Praise God. It's just so good to be in the presence of the Lord and to know that God is with us on this Sunday. Amen. This is Reverend Ray. Amen. Today's broadcast, of course, is the, the bread of life. I'm so happy to be with you and, and to spend some time with you today. Uh, it's, like I said, it's been a while, but I'm, uh, things are getting better day by day. Amen. Things are getting better day by day. I'm grateful. Um, to the God that I serve, and um, how he has brought me a mighty long way. And um, this year has been a, a year of interesting, but it's been a, a, a promising um, a, a relief year to bring me to where I'm at now. I'm grateful to be able to be still be able to bring the broadcast to you and everything. We're going to get back on track. We've gotten a little bit off track, and I, I had to go before God. I guess it was more like a, a sabbatical, amen, that was needed on my part to uh, to get, get reconnected to the things of God. And God has truly allowed me to do that, amen. He has truly allowed me to be able to do what is needed. Um, it is also probably part of, of sometimes we get so busy and build, doing busy with other things that God is calling all of us to come back to not just right relationship with him, but also to spend time with him and in the ministry and the calling that he has called us to do. You know, we can get just living, just life itself, you know, um, circumstances, um, life, uh, death, and uh, um, sickness, disease, all those things are sometimes come at us from different angles, and we need to remember what's our purpose is and why we are here in the land of the living. And and uh, to, to not only to magnify the name of Jesus, but to tell someone uh, they may not know about Jesus that Jesus loves them and Jesus saves. So we are glad again to be able to do this again uh, with you. So I do want to welcome you um, to When Christian Speak Talk Radio. This is the Bread of Life. Like I said, my name is Ray Reverend Ray, and we're going to be talking about the soul of man. I don't know exactly where I'm going with this, but this is something that has been laid on my heart probably for over a week now, and I've struggled with it because I'm not sure how to deliver it and everything. And just, try, again, just trying to get back into uh, what was going on before. Um, I am still, for those who don't know, I'm still grieving the passing of my mother, but I know that she's in a much better place. I was telling uh, one of my cousins that I dreamt about her last night, and I, sing, I saw her singing I mean, more or less with the choir, and she was doing pretty good. And um, so I, I, I know that she's in a much better place. She's at peace. She's at rest. And that's what she will want for us 
as a family and for those that know her to continue to move forth. I do know that my uh, minister, Vanessa Williams, is going to do something for her particular birthday, which is in June on a Tuesday. So I know that's coming up. Amen. Um, to, 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 to in memory of her birthday. Amen. So we're excited about that. But let me tell you about some other things. I want you to don't forget about Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Milgan. It's every first and second Wednesday at 7 p.m. Declining the French work with Pastor uh, Pat Randall. It's every first and second Thursday at 12 noon. Amen. Um, Bread of Life is um, every first and third Sunday at 7 p.m. Uh, Midday Glory Prayer, Reverend Gwen is still doing Midday Glory Prayer at 1 o'clock at 1 p.m. Amen. The dollar number is 267-807-9605. Amen. Um, of course, Adoration with Minister um, Brother McQueen is every third Monday at 7 p.m. Spiritual Knuckles Truth is still going on for this year anyway. It's the second and the fourth Monday at 8 p.m. Um, Matters of the Heart, amen. It's every third Friday at 7 p.m. This is more of a Zoom call, amen, but you can check us out on social media. The Board of and the Beautiful is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. And hour three, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. And Marriage Takeover is every fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. So their broadcasting are still going on, even though I have not been um, physically involved with quite a few of them and stuff. But I thank God that the, the people are still preaching and teaching and bringing forth the word. Amen. Um, that are part of the of the ministry, and some have branched on to do their, their own, amen. So I'm grateful uh, to God for that, amen. So I just want to um, to encourage you to keep us in prayer as we move forth in this year, 2023. I mean, it's, it's uh, <laughs> April. Sorry, April will be over within about 15 more 15 more days. You know, so we're grateful for what God is doing. Amen. Now let's go ahead and open up in prayer. Father God, we come today first to give you thanks and to give you honor and to praise you and to glorify your name. Truly, there is none like you in all the earth, God. We magnify you for the things that you have done and will do, God, we thank you. We magnify you by how you have healed, how you have delivered, how you have saved, how how you have set the captives free, God, how you have um, made mighty ways, God, how you have developed, how you have taught, how you have been prophetic to God. We magnify you, God, Lord Jesus, even for your 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 birth, your death, and your resurrection, Lord Jesus. We thank you for being born to die so that we might have a right to the tree of life, so that we can live, Lord Jesus, but abundantly, God, abundant life, Lord Jesus. We thank you for every single thing that you're doing in our life. We thank you for the seen, the seen and the unseen things, God. We thank you for every enemy that a weapon is formed against us, God, that shall not prosper. We thank you in advance, God, that we shall come out the head because you, Lord Jesus says so. You paid the way. You paid the price, Lord Jesus, and we are grateful. We submit ourselves under the authority and anointing of you with great joy, Lord Jesus, with great joy, God. We apologize for the days that we miss it or the days that we didn't feel like that you were there, God. We, we submit and we cry, Abba, Father, unto you, God, to forgive us. Lord Jesus, anything that we said and thought or deed, God, that was not pleasing unto your ear, God. But we thank you for your grace and your mercy, which is new every morning. And we know that we can always look to the hills of which comments I have. Our help comes from you, God. We are grateful today, Lord Jesus, that when man of his judges, you there with 
arms stretched wide open. No matter what we may have faced or no matter what we've done, we are grateful that we can say, Abba, Father. We are grateful that we, can, we are a friend of you, God. We are a friend of you, Lord Jesus. So we give this broadcast to you and everything that needs to be said. You know what needs to be said, God. I pray that you would use this vessel for me, Lord Jesus, according to the way you see fit. Lord Jesus, I pray, God, that I've looked over the notes and I've read the scriptures. But I can't do this by myself. I realize now more so than ever before that I need your Holy Spirit that you have to speak and not me. Because it's not even about me, but it's all about you. You get all the glory. You set the atmosphere. You bring forth the change. You bring forth the paradise. You do all of those things that are needed. We will fail to give you all the praise and glory. In Christ Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. So, again, I want to thank you all for listening in for different platforms and different places and everything. I do want to say again that we're going to talk about the soul of a man. I'm not sure what that's my title, but that's what I got for right now. It may, it may morph, it, morph it to something else later on, later on, but I want to talk about the soul of the man. And the reason I came up with this, I was reading uh, in, in Genesis, I think it was verse chapter 2, verse 7, when it's the Lord God said, so, it said, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living soul. And I begin, y'all, truthfully, just to begin to meditate on that scripture and everything. I began to meditate on how we became, you know. But, of course, that's not where it all begins in order to, be, to get into the details of that scripture. Because I did do some research, of course, and I found all kinds of other writings about the soul of man. And I just wasn't led to um, to read or to or to, to reference them. I, I don't know why. I just wasn't led. I even tried to pump somebody from some information. They told <laughs> They wouldn't give me no information how they thought either, but, you know, to God be the glory. So, again, I don't know what direction we are going, but I know that God has a word for not only you, but also for me concerning the soul of a man. You know, when I'm, and when I'm saying man, I'm saying, I'm talking about all, I'm talking about creation, okay? But I guess the best way to start is not even start in Genesis chapter 2, verses 7, is to go back to Genesis chapter 1. Let me see if I can move my mouse around a little bit here. Yeah, amen. Go back to Genesis chapter 1 and, and talk about the, the, the creation just a little bit, just to bring us up to date. And we're going to go, go, we're going to talk about the creation, but we're also going to go back and focus on verse uh, Genesis chapter one twenty six because before Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, there's Genesis chapter one twenty six. Amen. Amen. So um, the creation took place. Amen. And it's just the first thing in Genesis 1, we're not going to read all the way down to 26, but it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And it began to tell you that the earth was without form and without void. And darkness was upon the face of the, of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. In other words, the Spirit of God began to, to hover or to move upon and everything like that. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, the saw the light and it was good. And God didn't divide the light from the Doctrine is talking about the awesome power of the God to be concerned. No one else can tell, say, to light or darkness be divided. Not no other power in all the lands or other gods can look at light and darkness and be divided. You know, unless we do it manually by a light switch. You know? But that's to speak and it be divided. It can't be done, y'all. 
it can't be done. So just begin to let you know the creative power of the word of God because he spoke and it was done, you know. And and, and, then, and then he began, in, 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 in verses 4 and 5, he began to divide the, the light and the dark, began to say, give it, give the light. God says, something he said, and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. That's where he began to make night and day. The, the light was called the day, and the night was called, the, the darkness was called the night. And the evenings and the morning were the first that he began to even to begin to set things in order as far as night and day. He began to set things in order. Again, we, you know, when we think about things or everything, God, like there's a, a reason, there's a purpose, there's a timing, there's signs that involve, you know, we want to say, oh, yeah, but there's signs involved. everything has in, in, in its own time, in its own place was created and everything. Every step was taken that, to, to the point that there was nothing done out, outside of God's will. Okay, everything was done exactly with specifically the way it was created and to be done. And then in verse six, again it goes, and God said, "Let there be a firmament in the midst of the water, and let it divide the waters from the waters." In other words, the waters uh, uh, there was a firmament, which is the air. They divided. God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which was above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. <laughs> And the evening and the morning was the second day. In other words, there were things being set and done each day. Each day. And God said, let the waters under heaven be gathered together under one place and let the dry land appear again. He's speaking these things into this existence. These things was not, you know. But as he began to speak these things, these things became so. They became so. The mysteries of the creation, the mysteries of who we are, even today, it started with a thought process. He speak and it became. And God called the dry land earth and the grasping together of the water seas. And God saw that it was good. Take notice, there's another key word that was done, that everything he did, he said it was good, you know. And the English word of good doesn't do it justice. <laughs> In other words, that's the only word that we could come up with to describe what God did. But it was, for me, I believe it was beyond anything that was, it was just awesome in nature. That's, that wouldn't even when he would do it justice. There's no word to describe that we can come up with how, 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 what it was like. So the only thing we can say, it was good. I mean, we can see the scripture say, it was good. <laughs> but that, but if we were like in the audience and we was um, looking at the creation, we could just sit back and look, watch everything. We would, we would be awestruck. You know what I mean? We would be awestruck of the things that God was doing based on because he said, let that be. <laughs> He says, let them be. In verse 11 and everything, we're going to get there. We're not going to spend a lot of time because we're going to take our time with this this teaching. This is going to be a series, okay? He says, let the, verse 11 says, God said, let the earth bring forth grass. <laughs> Before there was no thing, no grass there. And the herb yield seed and the fruit tree yields and fruit and after its kind. And whose seed is it itself upon the earth? And so, the scripture said, and it was so. It was done. It was done. I like to think of the because of that God created these things and our sense of time. I don't know what it took a lot, but in God says it happened just like that. It happened in a matter of seconds. 
and the scripture, verse 12, said, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind. And there was tree yielding fruit, which whose seed was itself after its kind. And God saw, that, again, God saw that it was good, y'all. Everything he said, let there be, became, it was good. Every single thing. And we haven't even gotten to the creation of us yet. But these are things that begin to take place over a period of time. And how everything was done in a timely match. And everything had a purpose. Everything that was done when God said it was good. It was let there be. And then in verse 13, we're going to skip about verse 13 said, and even in the morning was the third day. And God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. And let there be signs and for seasons and for days and, and years. That's what he's given instructions right here and there by let, saying let there be of what needs to take place with the signs, whether it be summer, winter, spring, or fall, or the years, or, or the days of the month. All of these things became automatic because God said, let there be. And then, and then he said, let there be light for the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And so it was, which means, um, Luke 16 talks about the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, which is the sun, the lesser light to rule the light. And even the sun and the moon had its purpose concerning the earth. Scientifically speaking, if you go back and research it, you just find out that even the, the sun has its purpose and the moon has its purpose at night, not only to give off of, of light, but to cause things to take place within the earth. Where you had low tide and high tide and the, and the purpose of the sun to cause things to grow that, that needed that, that light. Amen. And, and verse, 10 goes, verse 17 goes on saying, God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. That's where he put them in place. Somebody don't understand what I'm saying to you today, that God has put you in place. Just like he did, he's putting your life in place for his glory, for a purpose, in a timing, and for a season that will come forth. He's doing that for his glory. He's doing that for his glory. You may not be able to comprehend it. You may not be able to understand it. But he's putting you in places. He's putting us in place for his glory, for his glory. Amen, for his glory. And, and said God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. Nothing was, it was never God's intention for there to be complete darkness, but have some form of light, either day or night. You know, day or night. God desired for us as individuals to never allow us to be in darkness, but be in the light. So Jesus is the light. You know, Jesus Christ is our light, you know. He's our way. He, he's our day, you know. And, 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 to, and it says, verse 18 goes, into, and to rule over the day, over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. God saw that it, and it was good. In other words, again, if we were looking at everything that was going on, we would be astonished. We would be amazed. I mean, it was good. That's the only word that we could come up with. But like blown away, you know. Can you can you imagine the heavenly beings and the and the angels seeing all this and glorifying God because this is what God is doing, Amen. I mean, we won't dare and everything like that. But can you? I mean, just just see it. We're amazed. This was not your typical man-made um, light show that was going on and stuff. You know how we see the fireworks and we in awe and no, this is beyond probably a billion times more so than that. 
a billion times. I don't know whether there was any noise and thunder and lightning and all that kind of stuff. We don't know what was going on. But this is even even more amazing than anything that we can come up with. Anything, the thought process that we can imagine, it was more amazing than that. In verse 19, said, in the evening and the morning was, four, was, was the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that have life. And the fowl may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. God is again giving instructions. Let the waters. He's beginning to speak to the waters. Okay. He begins to speak to the air and to enter the earth to, to certain things to take place. He's speaking. They already knew all by what he said what needs to come forth. You know, the fish, the fish that was in the in the in the sea didn't wasn't able to fly in the air like a bird. It knew what its purpose was. God didn't have to give specific instructions. It knew because it knew the will and the purpose of of the creation. And that's just a mouthful for, for, for us too, because sometimes we need to go back to, to the place where it all began and ask God, show me the, the, what I'm supposed to do. I don't want to be like a fish out of water, but I want to be where you have ordained and called me to be in. I want to be in a place where you have ordained me to be so. Show me, Lord Jesus what I should be doing and what I should be saying and what direction I should be going. Allow me uh, to be some in, in submission to your will and your purpose that might be obedient to you, not by the call of man or not by the, the horn or the shofar of man, but by the shofar of Almighty God. Let me sound the alarm. Let me reach out there and let me preach or teach or let me just be like David. Let me be a, a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord, my Lord, my God. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that have life. Abundantly. I mean, abundantly. Overflowing. More than, than, than normal. So the moving creatures that have life. That covers everything, and the fowl that fly above the earth in the open firmament of the heaven. Everything that has the ability to fly, it took place. And God, 21 says, God created great wells, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth, the word again, abundantly, and every after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. Look, take notice. It was after their kind. God never tried to combine any two. Um, type of animals, which is what man does today, or anything, two types of fruit together. It was after its kind. It, it was a duck. It brought forth a duck, more ducks. <laughs> if it was a whale, it brought forth more whales, y'all. And, it's interesting. and God blessed them. It said God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the fowl multiply in the earth. God blessed them. Everything that God did, he does. He blesses everything that he, he, he speaks into, even us. He blesses us. Okay, this is before the fall of man. Keep that all this is going on. But the promise of God of a yea and they are yea forever, y'all. It doesn't change. But the creation of what takes place, I mean, it's amazing and it's good and everything. But, but how does it apply to us? We Again, we haven't even gotten to his breath. 
of us. We haven't gotten to verse 20, 26 or 27 yet. Amen. And then it says, in the evening and the morning with the fifth day. And God said, let us bring forth the living creature after his kind. And this is when we begin to bring forth the cattle and the creeping things and the beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was, the scripture said, it was so. The creeping things. I think about most, a lot of uh, women don't like bugs and spiders and things like that. Those things that creep, you know. <laughs> they don't like any kind of roach or nothing like that. But even the roach has, has a purpose. You know, the spiders creep, the creep most of us out but even a spider has this purpose everything that God created there was a purpose that was given and he knew what his purpose was whatever the purpose it did that out of, out, out of um, not out of beating but out of uh, what's the word I'm looking for out, out of the it knew what it was supposed to do it knew why it was created it didn't hesitate to do exactly what it was supposed to do. In verse 25, we're getting there, y'all. And God made the, the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Everything God created, everything was in place. Everything, y'all, it was done. Everything was in place. You know, the creepy things, the cattle, the the the, the beasts, the the, the 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 fish, the birds, everything was in place. The trees, the fruit, <laughs> the fowl in the air, everything was everything was in place. And God said all of these things were good. You know, at verse twenty six is where we're going, and we're gonna go back to a few more other scraps. Um, to um to um second Genesis, okay? It said God said Excuse me, bless me. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish in the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over the, all the earth, and over every creeper thing that creepeth upon the earth. He said, let them have dominion. Let's go back. And God, God said, let us. God, let us. That's important for us to realize. You know, we talk about the Godhead. Most people don't believe in the Trinity because the word Trinity is not in the in, a, in, a, in the Scripture, but the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is. Okay, He said, "Let us make man in our own image." You know, the Word of God is saying, "Let us make man in our own after our likeness." You know, and that for me is a testimony right there because uh, when I and I may may not have it right, but from my understanding of it, from my understanding of it, when I think about something in an image, it looks like me. If I decide to make something in my image, it's going to look like me. And if it's a likeness of me, amen, then it's going to have similar characteristics like I do. You know, he said, "Let us make something in our image after our likeness." He didn't notice here that one of the things when I was looking at the scripture earlier, and I take those things, let us, let, let us make something in the image of a lion, <laughs> and um, let, let's get the lion dominion over the over everything. No, it was in the, we were made in the image of, a, of, of an awesome God. And we were made, have the likeness of the awesome God. We're not, we're, 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 we were at that point, I believe that we were, cause, could be considered God with a small G, not a big G, because we're not, be God, but let us make the man in the image uh, after our likeness. Let them, and then he began to to even give them um, the power or dominion 
over certain things, dominion of the fish of the sea, dominion over the fowl of the earth, everything God created. God gave the, the, the image or the likeness of, of him, dominion and power over those things. Okay, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So verse 27 says, that God, so God created man in his own image. And in the image of God created he him. Male and female create, created he them. So that means that there's a, the most of most um, um, historians and uh, theologians believe that man was created both male and female. Now, one man, one Adam. Adam was created both male and female. He said, created him in his own image, in the image of God, created him, male and female. You know, so he he knew every step God had ordained every step. Situation, he knew everything. And then verse 28 said, And God blessed them. And God said unto them, This is plural, y'all. You know, this is plural. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea. He began to instruct them, just like he did with the other plants, just like he did with the, the well and the fish in the sea, just like he did with the fowl. He began to give them instructions. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish in the sea and over the fowl of the earth and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth, of all the earth and every tree which is in the fruit of the tree yielding seed. It shall be meat. It shall be for meat. Take notice of <laughs> What I like about this particular scripture, it said, God said, Behold, I'll give you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, which is, is the fruit of every tree yielding seed. And it should be meat for you. And to every beast of the earth, to every fowl of the earth, to everything that creepeth upon the earth, where there is light, I have given thee every green herb for meat. And it was so. You know, in other words, our meat at that time wasn't flesh. And the scripture says in 31, and it said, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. All of this took place within a six-day period of time, man. All of this. God created man in his image, the birds and all that. I'm going somewhere with this because I want to talk about the the, the, the soul of man. Everything God did, there was a purpose of it. There was a purpose of it. Amen? There was a purpose. Let me go, go back to um, Genesis chapter 2. Amen? And we're going to read down to 7. Amen? And I'm, I just depend on where the Holy Spirit is going to lead, we're going to go down from, the, from there, okay? But I want to set the background up first. Amen? It says, and so it says thus, the heaven and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day for all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his works which God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth which they were created in the days that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens and every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused the rain upon the earth 
and there was not a man to do it. In other words, God spoke it, <laughs> hallelujah, and it happened. <laughs> he spoke it, whether he spoke or whatever he spoke to, they heard it, and it took place. It took place, y'all. It took place. It took place. When God speaks it, are we hearing it? And then we just, okay. Did we come forth like that? Did we come forth? Yes, God. Are we obedient until we're like that? We hear the word or God reveal the word, you know, whether through being prophetic or reveal the word through his word. <laughs> are we listening? God, open our ears that we may hear. You know, open our eyes that we might see, Lord Jesus. Open our mind so that we might understand what you got the Spirit has to say to, to us, God. And then verse 6 says, But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And then we come up to verse 7. It said, The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. First time that you see the word soul come into play. It said, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and the breath of life. And man became a living soul. In other words, before God breathed into us, without God's breath, we are not living. Without the breath of, of life, is that we are not living. When God takes his breath from us, we are no longer living. But the soul, y'all, we don't get into detail. But the soul, uh, amen, lives forever. The question becomes, what is the soul? What is the soul of a man? What is the soul of a What does it mean to have a soul? You know, we know what we'll talk about this a little bit more in detail. We know what it we'll find out what it meant through this teaching, we'll find out what it means to be of a, a flesh to have the body. We are just the body, the flesh is just a shell to hold to hold this the, the soul within and stuff, you know. That's all it was. When 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 God created we was a, we was a shell because we didn't have any life in us, but when he breathed into us, we became a living soul. You know, we became a living, so when he breathed his breath, we became, you know, everything we are, we became, you know. It says that, um, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, that he put man whom he had formed, he, and formed, he put him on a, and out of the ground, made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for the tr- good. Food and the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the river went out of Eden to the water of the gardens. Amen. And from hence it was parted and became to four heads. I want to skip down to. Okay, let's skip down to Genesis chapter 2 15. It says, And God, Lord God, took the man and put him into the garden of Eden and dressed it to keep it. And the Lord God commanded man, said, Of every tree, get. You know, like I said before, God has always given us instructions. Okay, He's given us the the, the 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 things that we can do. He's saying, He said, He said, commanded. He said, He commanded the man. This is a commandment, the man saying, of every tree of the garden, thou well, may free, freely eat. That means the tree <laughs> of life was there. He said, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. But in the day that thou shalt eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. He said, you can eat anything here, but don't touch that fruit. <laughs> don't touch that, that tree of, of knowledge, the tree of knowledge and good and evil. You know, you know, don't touch that tree of knowledge 
of good and evil. And the Lord God said, it is not good. It's just one way to go here. And I think we're going to uh, round it about a little bit. Like I said, I don't want to be long. I have more, but I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm giving you accurate information. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. He looked at man and, 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 and the creation of what he had created and what he had made and what he had breathed into it. Even though he called them them, he said it was not good for them, for man to be alone. They was one. He said, I will make him a help meet for him. Okay. He said, I'll make him a help meet. That word help meet means someone that was a, a co-laborer or someone that would, would assist or, or they would assist each other, you know. Again, this was follow before the fall of, 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 of Adam and Eve. But he said, I'm going to make them help me. So they won't be alone. Everything else, God, you know, he, he, that was paired off, you know. But man, in a something created, the way that God had created in the beginning, and the way that he had formed in the beginning was more or less by himself. Even though they, they was called them. <laughs> you know, it's not good for man to, to be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. And it says, verse 19 says, And out of the ground of the Lord God, every beast of the field, and every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever ever Adam called every living creature, that was the name that God gave him the, the authority to name those things. Every, every beast, every fowl. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to, and to the fowl of the earth and to every beast of the field. But for him, Adam, for Adam, there was not found a help meet for him. You know, there was not found a help meet for Adam and everything. So Adam saw everything that was named and he called, I mean, I don't know how long that it took Adam to name everything that God created because he knew that everything God created, there's no number there to put on him. Only God knew the number of what he created. We don't know. But Adam named all of that. All of that. Yeah, I'm reading it literally. <laughs> and and um, what it says, and verse 21 says, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. <laughs> And he took out one of the ribs and closed to the flesh instead of their, uh, you know, God caused a deep sleep. Even, we I was talking to um, someone earlier today, and we were talking about um, dreams and vision. And here God has caused a deep sleep to fall in, and he slept in. And in the process of going into the sleep, you know, Adam didn't feel a thing. He took, God said, he took one of the ribs and closed up the flesh instead of their, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man made he woman. Okay, and brought her unto man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman because she was taken out of man. She was called woman because she was taken out of man. It's because 20, 24, Genesis 2, 24 says, therefore should a man leave his father, his mother, and should cleave to his wife. They should be one flesh. And they should be one flesh, cleave to his wife. Another one, another one. When, when, when God made um, um, Eve, and they became one, and if they that we shall cleave to the person that, that they cleave to the wife. Leave father and his mother, and cleave to his wife. The soul of man, the soul of a woman, was all done. All done. You see, he made a woman, a, he, a woman, 
a woman. I'm saying that with emphasis. Scripture said that he taken from a man and made he a woman. <laughs> we'll get in trouble for that one, right? And brought her into the head. A woman. You yeah. know? A woman. A woman. And the scripture says in verse 25, said so they both were naked. The man and his wife. And were not ashamed. They were not ashamed, y'all. What was, what was one, now had became two. Because God did it. What was one soul, now had became two souls. The mysteries of that, you know, because God did it. The soul of a man, the soul of an in, in, individual, you know, the soul of who we are. The question becomes, who are we? As a soul, as a, as a person, and not, not this flesh that we dwell in, and that that's going back to the dust one day. Not, not you know, not, not what, how much we have accomplished, what kind of education that we have. No, not none of those things and stuff like that. But who are we? You know, really, truly. And so, are we those that were born and created and, and, and was made to serve our Almighty God? Are we those that, after even after the fall of man, was willing to accept Jesus Christ two thousand years later, the willing two thousand uh, thousands of years later after the birth, death, and resurrection? Are we those that were willing to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, so that we might have eternal life, or so that we might have abundant life, abundantly eternal life? The question when you start, we haven't gotten to the details of them. The question really becomes when you start talking about the soul, the soul in itself is eternal. The question is, where would the soul spend eternity? You know, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You know, I'm, I'm talking about the, the soul of the man. You know, are you willing to serve God no matter what? Are you willing to lay down your life for the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are you willing and to be obedient to the calling that's on your life? Are you willing to listen when he began to call and say, this, this, I want you to do this this way? Because uh, he knows the plans that you have for you. He knows the, the plans of an expected end for you. So are you willing to say, when he speaks, you say, yes, Lord. You don't even have to say yes, Lord. You just do. Are we willing to be like that with, with God? God, whatever you want me to do, I do, Lord. Wherever you want me to go, I go, God. Whatever you want me to say, I'll, I'll say. God, we got sold out to him to be obedient to the call. Our souls, that sold out. Not our body, not our flesh, not our, our mindset, you know, not our intellect, you know, not even, um, but all of who we are, the soul of the man. Now, next week when we talk, we're going to begin to define the soul of a man. We want to point out scriptures that define who we are as a soul. You know, it's important that we realize that we can talk about the body. We we know what the body is. We, we can talk about the mind, you know, uh, and, and everything. But it's the soul, you know. You know, some believe that the man also has a spirit. And I, I don't know whether that's, they consider it to be the, the spirit of man and the soul of man. They always thought the spirit was the, the breath that God be, breathed into us. And I always felt like the, that the spirit that God breathed into us became a living soul, that, that that breath is going back to him. It's not going back. But it's the soul that lives. That's just my take. You know, I may be wrong. I don't know. But the breath that God, when God breathed into us, is the spirit. That's why we live. Without the spirit of breath that God breathed into us, we can't live. 
So when he takes away their breath, when a person takes their last breath, whether it's an exhale or they just go to sleep or they pass away or whatever, we, we're no longer in the land of the living. But it's the soul of the man living, living forever. Because of God's breath, the scripture said we became a living soul. Because of his breath, when he breathed us, we became a living soul. That doesn't change the fact. It don't change the fact <laughs> that we're still a living soul. You know, it doesn't. The question becomes, where were the soul in eternity? Amen. Amen. I'm basically done, y'all. I don't really have anything else. I'm going to go ahead and go out and um, if you have any questions or concerns, you can contact me on whenchristmasspeak at gmail.com. Let's talk about this. I don't want this to be like, I don't know. I told you, look, all I did was went through a, a, a like about 40, 50 scriptures and wrote them down. But for where are we going with that? I, I don't have a, this is how to be all God, not me. I mean, I can give you my opinion, but what is my opinion if it's not what God says? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do anything outside God's will. Because this is as much as this is for you, but this is also for me. God, where, who am I? You know, I'm not, and it's not that I'm going through an identity crisis, but God, I need to know the direction that you have for this soul, you know, what is it you want me to do? You know, am I am I pleasing to you? You know, you know, am I like a, a job to you, God? You know, am I am, the question becomes, am I a sweet aroma to you, Lord Jesus? You know, when you look at me, do you look at this is my this is my well, this is my son. Uh, Rahi and and the and that was born from my son that came from my son that accepted my son of the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm well pleased. Can can God say that I'm well pleased with him with you? You know, not based off of uh, the judgment or not based off of because we fall down or we sin and and all that kind of stuff because we belong to Christ now. Christ has forgiven us for all sin, y'all, past, present, and future. Mess up. You know, he, it was already done. This, it is finished. It is finished. I mean, it was completed. You know, it's completed. Scripture says there's now no condemnation in us anymore. The, 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 um, and I want to probably misquote the scripture, but, but there's none, y'all. It's the enemy that wants us, us to be condemned, that wants us to feel guilt. And that don't mean to be go forth and do more of the same thing that we were doing before. No, there has to be a growth. But that growth can't take place because of us. That growth has to take place because of Jesus Christ. Me, you, and I can't do it. It has to be the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that begins to cleanse, that begins to bring forth, that begins to show a more excellent way. It has to be there, not us. Nobody else can do it. I don't care how many priests that you go and, and say, hell, mercy, suits, or whatever. They can't do it. It only has to be Jesus Christ. He's the one. He's the one. Day by, that's what Paul said. I die daily. This is a dying process. Daily. You know? Daily. You know? The question becomes for us, as from the talk about the Solomon, are we willing to die daily to get even a closer walk with Christ? The same person I was months ago or ten years ago, it's not the same person. There has to be a there's a growth that goes place. You know, maybe we can't see it within ourselves because we think in the flesh, but we have to God looks at the spirit. He looks at the spirit. He knows who's who is his Jesus. I know those are that belong to me. He already knows who belongs to him and who doesn't. 
We ain't got to pass judgment. God already know who belongs to him and who doesn't. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say, <laughs> say this to you. The ones that we think that belong to God know, and the ones that we think that do belong to him, um, do, do, I say the Bible, the ones that we think that belong to God, the, the, um, that don't belong to God actually probably do, and the ones that we think do belong to God actually probably don't. I don't know. Because we look at we look on the outside, but God is the one that looks at the heart, man. He's the one that looks at the heart. And I thank God for that. Because if that was the case, a lot of us would have been crucified a long time ago, based on the the actions of somebody else's soul condemning us or or bringing us to the cross. We would be crucified for what we did or our past life or because we made a mistake or we slipped up or we said the wrong. We be crucified, man. And we crucified because of that. But I'm grateful to God for his grace and his mercy. Again, y'all, I don't know where we're going with this. I don't I don't know. Um, I don't know. But we're going to go with it and everything. You know, this is something I feel strong that God has given me. I'm going to do some more studying. I'm going to spend some time on my face, you know, and everything. I'm trying to cut out a lot of stuff that I normally would do around the house and, and everything. Still got to eat, you know, in some cases maybe not. <laughs> but I'm going to just go forth. I want to know more about this. You know, I'm, I'm looking at taking some classes, not about the solo man, but um, I just bought a book. I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you about the name of the book later and the person that wrote it, but I'm and I'm going to start reading it today also and stuff. But just I just want to, you know, um, I want to enjoy my relationship with God and be obedient to him for whatever time that I have left in this earth. I want to do those things, you know. I want to be a blessing to someone, not because I want to get a pat on the back. And you should want this too, not because we want to get a pat on the back or we want our accolades and all that, you know. Because we just want to, we want to love on people the way Christ loved on us, even our enemies. And so we want to love them because even someone that hates you or despises you, and I'm getting off subject, I know, but even someone that hates you or despises you and stuff like that, you don't know what God had planned for them. You don't know what God has planned for them. It's that we want to avoid people and situations and stuff like that and uh, and not be around them and stuff. But you don't know that you might be a blessing to that person that really hates you or despises you. You might be just what they need in their, in their atmosphere to bring them into the right relationship with Jesus Christ. We just don't know. We don't know. People that are demonic, they can be healed. People that are mean-spirited, they can be delivered. <laughs> they can be delivered. There is nothing too hard for God to do. Their souls can be saved. They can be changed just like that, the twinkling of eye. All because they're willing. And all because the word of God went forth. The word of God that's in you and in me went forth and began to speak the oracles and the mysteries and the allegories of, the, of who God is and who Jesus Christ is. All because of that. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this broadcast. We pray that it will be a blessing to those that have been listening. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray, God, I said and spoke the things of you and not the things of they. Lord, I bless your name because I know that I cannot do it by myself. I need you, Holy Spirit. We need you. Know, this is not about me, but it's about all of us. We need you in this day, special day and time and season that we're living in where the wickedness of man is even going forth even more. But we know that the glory of God, God will overcome all 
own wickedness, that we know, Lord, teacher, even if they don't show it on TV or the news, God, that you are getting all the glory there of things, yokes being broken and strongholds being pulled down, God. We know without ourselves are being saved by the thousands and by the million, God. People are crying out, Lord, what must I do to be saved? We know, Lord Jesus, and we believe, Lord Jesus, that as the time gets out, the word of God gets stricter, gets stronger, like a two-edged sword, God. We know these that there are people, Lord, that the dead and been um, risen, God. We know, God, healing and deliverance are taking place, God, every single day, God. And we know, God, that the, those that are in uh, promiscuous, that those that are sleeping around, and those that are uh, selling drugs, that somebody is being changed. And at this time, somebody, you're stopping somebody from committing suicide or causing harm to others. You're sitting angels to show them that you, that you love them and that you're with them, God. You brought somebody back to life after the doctors or, or the, the ambulance pronounced them dead. You are doing those things even in the midst of all your people, and we are grateful, God. We say, Abba, Father, you say your will be done in all the earth, God, in all the earth, every land, every tongue, God, every nation, God, every every island, God, wherever they may be, God. We pray, God, for the strength of your people, Lord Jesus, that are being persecuted for your name, so God, we pray, God, that you would encourage them, Lord Jesus, that you would wrap your arms around them. We pray for every pastor, every bishop, every apostle, God, every um, prophet, every prophetess, every reverend, every person that you, even a doorkeeper, even a musician, God, we lift them up to you name by name. We pray for a great revival to take place within the body of Christ, God. That we might seek after the things of you. That we might begin, God, to turn away from those things that are not like you to the things that are like you, God. That we might have one mindset. Let us serve you. We pray against the spirit of judgment, God, within the house of God towards those things that are in the world. God, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you will bring us the right relationship with you. We need your Holy Spirit. We pray, God, that you will send those that have the zeal, Lord, to speak truth to power, God. To speak truth in life. God, to death situation, God, that will bring forth truth, God, even if it caused them uh, to be to, to harm to come to them, God. We pray that they will be bold like Jesus, like you have called us to be bold, Lord Jesus, to not to be afraid of the looks and the, the cares of men and women, God, but to go forth and speak your words, Lord Jesus. We pray today, God, that you will stir up the gifts that were in us, Lord Jesus, for truly the gift is needed within the house of God. Truly the, your gift is needed within the world, Lord Jesus that we should be the salt, light, and power that you have called us to be. We pray today, God, that you would do this will, your will for us. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen and amen. Hey, y'all, God bless you. It's good to be here with you on this Sunday. Amen. Um, God bless you. Uh, know that we love you. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, but uh, the God plan, we don't know. We're going to do just going to be obedient. We're just going to go. You know, I'm going to. Continue to study and look over some notes and, and pray to God have this way because it's all about him. So God bless you and we'll talk another time. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.